Running with Jake, the podcast. On this episode. For me, I take a ham and cheese bagel on longer runs and ready salted crisps because I feel like I get the replacement um, of salt that way. Like I've known people who literally will take like a sachet of salt just to replace their salts and wow. things. So it, it's about trying and realizing that it's so, so important to the longer ones in particular to keep your fuel up. Running with Jake, the podcast. Because every runner needs the occasional plod. And here's your host, Jake Lowe. Right, here we go then. Doesn't seem like five minutes since I was last in the recording studio slash coat cupboard. It's not changed. I'm sure these walls are closing in. If Every week when I'm in here, it seems like this little studio is getting smaller. Or am I, am I growing? Maybe I'm still growing. I hope so. I think now you're in your early 40s, you're past growing, mate. I could be wrong. And I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's not one of those rooms like on Star Wars, you know, like the uh, waste disposal. The trash compactor. It could, Yeah, it is a little bit like that. That. It's a little bit like that. Look, we keep things real on the show, don't we? It doesn't matter. I'm in a recording studio. You're in. <laughs> yeah, because this is really, really real. You're in a room that's actually getting smaller <laughs> and you're growing. That's really real. That's a really good example of real, Jake. Thank you. What have we been smoking this morning? Nothing, I can assure you. By the way, welcome to the show. Uh, if you missed the intro, the voiceover guy, this is the uh, your weekly dose of running motivation. What is it? This is Running with Jake, the podcast. We're going to talk running. And uh, if you're new to the show, we tend to sort of talk about other stuff as well. It's a bit random, really. It's kind of an opportunity for me to have a catch-up with my good friend, who is the non-running guy producer of the show, Pete. Uh, we've been friends a long time, so it's good to have a bit of a catch-up with you as well. Obviously, we want to talk running stuff, get some great guests on. But talking of catching up and great friends, as we are, we're, we're actually going to meet up this week. I can't believe it's actually going to happen. It's actually yeah, happening. Yeah, we I'm, are. I'm coming back up to the Shire Derbyshire, where I'm from originally. This it's been a long time, man. It's been a long time since I've been home. I know. It's been ages, hasn't it? It really has. And you're staying over here on Thursday night and mm. we'll go out for a little uh, a little beer and something to eat, which is what I like, and then you'll do some other stuff and then you'll do um you'll do a run on Sunday for whatever reason. Well talking of trash compactors and Star Wars, one of my runners actually used the Jedi mind trick on me the other evening. Uh, I did put in our little WhatsApp group, uh, my coaching group for my runners that guys, I'm coming back up to Derby. Obviously I've got runners not just in Derby, they're well all, all over the world. But I said, I'm coming back up to Derby. If people are around, it would be great to hook up, catch up, whatever. I'm yet to sort out final plans, but it's happening. I'm doing it. Awesome. And uh, Marcus Marcus said, uh, just, to, just to bowl it out there, and he put a little screen grab of the uh, a screenshot of the Derby 10-mile race, which starts at Derby Arena on Pride Park on Sunday. Coincidentally happens to uh, be the day, that, the weekend that I'm obviously coming up. And I just, I didn't even think, mate. I didn't even think. I was like, sure. I, I literally... It was like an out-of-body experience. Before I'd even replied, I'd signed up for the race, like last minute, last minute sign-up. It's that, it's that last minute, they can't even send me out the race number. I've got to go and collect it from really? somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. I've yeah. not read the details yet. But, but you see, that sort of seeing something, having a subconscious thought and then doing it subconsciously is something I can completely relate to. Um, not when it comes to applying for races, but when it comes to one minute, I'm thinking, and then the next minute, I've got a McDonald's in my hand, and I'm going... What happened? What? Where did that? Well, it's in my hand, so I might as well. It happens. It happens. As an ex-personal trainer, I've heard all the excuses going. Oh, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> it just appeared in my hand. <laughs> the, the classic response used to be when I asked, so, you know, how's, how's your diet been this week? Well, you know, a bit hit and miss. What does that mean? <laughs> you mean terrible, don't you? It's been terrible. <laughs> The problem is with diets, though, and, and you know, I'm, I'm, not, 
I'm clearly not a nutritionalist or a fitness guy or a diet guy. But the problem is with diets, you know, when you go, right, I'm going to eat this and this and this and that's all I'm going to eat. The problem is when you venture out and you eat something different, all of a sudden you've broken the diet. So if you've broken the diet, you've broken the diet. Who cares whether you've broken it slightly or who cares whether you've broken it big time? Do you know what I mean? It's broken. So... Let's just eat what you want. Well, look, aside from the catch-up that we, we love to have on the show when we connect every week, Pete, actually, we like to give tips and tricks. And I'm going to pick up on something there that you just mentioned about that, oh, well, you know, it's it's fallen by the wayside now. You've broken the habit. Your diet, if that's what we're talking about, is bad. You know, you've been good for so long and then you've been bad. Same with training, isn't it? Like consistency. We know consistency is king. And all of a sudden, if you miss a run or two runs or you have a couple of weeks out, whatever... It's how quickly you can return. That's the thing. How quickly can you get back to where you were? Because we're all going to have lapses, I think. Whatever we're trying to do in life, whether you're looking at learning Italian on the Duolingo app or whether you're looking at running a marathon or losing weight or whatever you're doing, you're going to have lapses. So how quickly do you rebound? I think that's really important, actually, because it's easy to lose the momentum, isn't it? You know, the attitude of, oh, I'll stuff it now. Oh, stuff it. It's gone now. Martina's been almost, almost... She could almost fall into that trap a little bit. So Martina, who's running Valencia Marathon, fingers crossed, with me in December, December the 4th, so three weeks to go now, less than, very exciting. Uh, but she picked up a bit of a calf injury for those uh, listeners that don't know about that. So she she's a little bit injured, not fully injured. But I could see that the sort of momentum and it was like, oh, what's the point now? Type attitude. Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, look, you just had a little setback. It's not over yet. How quickly can you rebound? Can you return to running and get that consistency? I do think that's important, man. I do too. But you see, I am genuinely, and I'm not joking, I... <laughs> I'm I'm rubbish at this stuff. I'm rubbish at sticking to something and going with it. And you mentioned how quickly you can bounce back and get back to where you were if you do screw up whatever it happens to be, if it if it goes off the rails and it goes a little bit mm. wrong. The problem is that for me personally, and I, and I think this m- might be other people because if it's me, it's got to be other people as well. <laughs> um, <clears throat> is if you realise that you can bounce back quickly then there's another excuse for more lapses because you go, well, just have another lapse because, you know, I've proved to myself that I can bounce back quickly, no problem. It's a very interesting point, isn't it? It just goes to show that the, it, it's a crazy place upstairs in the in the world of our minds. It, it is a crazy <laughs> place. Mind. It is. I think ultimately you've got to want to do what you're doing and you've got to enjoy it as well. And if you're not enjoying it, whether that's whether that's doing, you know, learning Italian on a Duolingo app or whether it's losing some weight and eating seeds or whatever it happens to be, if you're not enjoying it, then there's always going to be an excuse or a reason to lapse, isn't there? Wow. A mere six minutes into the show and we've already got deep. Let's crack on. Let's find some balance. Let's get today's guests on. For the show notes and video content, go to runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast. Hey, I'm Adele Johnston, the menopause coach and a women's wealth, health and vibrancy mentor for high achievers in this world. You're going to learn and grow through each episode with me as we dive into health lenses of nutrition and menopause, how to balance your lifestyle when your career or business is scaling and how to recognize changes in your hormones and cycle. You'll join me as we share ways of enhancing your wealth and vibrancy with easy to implement and embed practices, all science backed and evidence based. Just search your podcast app for The Menopause Coach and hit follow or subscribe to become one of 
of our VIPs and never miss an episode again. This weekly installment will change your life and your future self, your overall wealth. So come inside and get started today. You have a lot of episodes to keep you company on your steps for health each day. Together, we're making menopause mainstream. Running with Jake, the podcast. So, Pete, this is going to be a bit of an interesting chat today. We've never done this before. This is this is new. This is definitely new territory here. As a, as the host of the, uh, the the podcast, your weekly dose of running motivation, it, I'm a little bit nervous because, well, there's been an offer on guests this week. We don't, you don't get one guest this week. You get two guests, two for the price of one. We're speaking to Joni and John from uh, event company Off the Tarmac. They're joining us now from the comfort of the... It looks very snug. Is that a camper van that you're in? It's John's works van, so uh, not wish quite. It was we wish it was is a camper, it? yeah. Oh, you see, it was sold to me as it, as it was a camper van, but now all of a sudden it's a works van and it's just got old tools in the back. And uh, you've just downgraded <laughs> it in my mind all of a sudden. <laughs> Sorry, it's a very, very expensive camper van, really. That's more like it. That's more like it. <laughs> you guys are going to fit in well on this show because we keep things very real. Look, I'm in it. If I, if I just spin this camera around as well. So you guys are in John's work van. I'm in a coat cupboard. <laughs> this is how professional the show is. Look, can you see that? I'm just panning around the camera. Pete, you're the only one that's in what looks like a semi-professional studio setup, but it's your son's bedroom. Let's be honest. Let's just keep things real. <laughs> Listen, guys, it's great to chat to you. We wanted you on the show because we had uh, regular listeners of the show. will know that last week we had Joe Wilkinson on the show, who's a very good friend of mine, a fellow running coach as well. She took part in one of your events. Um, a crazy, mad, super inspiring ultra. I think it was at 30 miles, that event. Is that yeah. what it was? Yeah, it's it looked, It looked crazy. I mean, I saw some of the images from, from Instagram, from Joe's posts, and she said she absolutely loved it. So we thought we've got to get you on and have a chat. So it's welcome to the show. Welcome Thank to the show. <laughs> Long Thank introduction. So was that your last one then? Is that the last event for the year? You're wrapping up now? Have you got got any more lined up? No, that's just, that's it now for us for the year. Um, next year now wouldn't be until May, until we start looking at uh, different um, events for then. So we've got um, a couple of races that are established and that's kind of what we're just going to go with for now because Covid put a stop on everything for us for a little while as you can imagine. So, oh, it's um, just mad. Mm. Yeah, it's, um, it's been really difficult to be honest. So it was lovely when someone like Joe came along and someone who I didn't realise that Joe hadn't done a lot of trail running either beforehand. So after listening to her on, on the podcast last week, I, I, I love the, the passion she's got for it already because it like echoes how we feel about trail running in general, really. So, yeah. It's, it's great, isn't it? This certainly strikes a chord with me as well, actually, John, because I, I, I love hitting the soft stuff, the off-road. I, I love it. Now, it, it, there's a, I've had one or two little issues in the past when I've been doing various off-road bits and, you know, you've got to do the right sort of training and I've had a couple of sort of rolled the ankles little bits here and there. But just being in that environment is, is absolutely amazing. Is it is it your bag, John? Is it something that you really love, like the outdoors and kind of hitting, hitting the mud? Yeah, it's my fault. The company's created as well. I roped Joni into it. I said, oh, we're going to create a company. You're a director. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. I'd love to have been in that interview. That's a really well, short... Well, it, it wasn't even an interview. We'd been dating for about five months. And that was like, welcome, I've signed you up. So this is <laughs> this is what we're going to do. I love so, it. Yeah, it. I've got this great fault. idea. So <laughs> how old is the, how old is the event company then? You mentioned COVID and whatnot, and obviously that that affected so many people, so many businesses, especially event companies. How long have you yeah. guys been around? How long have you been doing it? 
be five years now. Yeah, five yeah. years wow. coming up that we've been around. So this this was the fifth year that we've put on our ultra, but obviously only the fourth because we had to cancel um, one because because of COVID. So yeah, five five years. But it came about because of John's love for the outdoors and being particularly trail running because there was nothing really around our area at that time that kind of had the ethos that we wanted because it's more about making trail running running accessible to to everybody because um like i think you talked to roger joe last week but quite a lot of navigation is usually needed on certain trail events and we try and sign post a mark to make it more accessible then if you like for people to be able to come and and give it if you can just give 30 miles a go um then you know (laughs) come and give 30 miles a go (laughs) it's just a whole new world to me i mean i've never done sort of events like trail events but i I love that kind of training and 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 as you say it is making things accessible running in general making it accessible of course but then when you start to think about the things that are required when you start to get off-road like you know maybe it's a whole new world of kind of what equipment you need and you know clothing for people and stuff you know being prepared for the elements and how things can change so quickly especially where you guys are in wales and and the navigation as well that you mentioned i'm not the best with navigation i'm not brilliant but i think what's helped me over the years where i have sort of toyed with it and played with it i think Joni, is not being so keeping safe that's important not sort of taking myself too far out of my comfort zone but just being open to the route not being a perfect circular route now, I know that sounds a bit funny, but I'm kind of open to get a little bit lost and actually, oh, I can't find, where's where's the style on the map? Where is it? I can't see it right. Oh, I've gone the wrong way. I need to turn around and go back a bit. And you're kind of stopping and walking bits. You know, being open to that rather than trying to go out and ha- create this like perfect magical running route that's off-road, which which for most people I think is actually quite tricky. John, tell me, I'm interested to know, where, where did your love come from then with uh, the whole trail stuff? Were you, I mean, did you, do you, did you get involved in like competitions like races and stuff or was it just the training what do you love about it yeah so i growing up i loved being outdoors I used to do hiking canoeing a you know, bit of rock climbing and things like that and i went to uni and sort of they all disappeared um and i didn't get into running until 2013 and then i started at the local running club because they just created it um and then one of the guys was there he's like oh come up the mountain with me and i was like yeah I'll be all right. Um, <laughs> and, and, um, we because, live in South Wales yeah. and that mountain was probably Penavan, is yeah, what yeah. I should say. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I, I, you know, I was starting to do well in terms of I could run 10k. I could, you know, my times were coming down because I just started. I did a half marathon. Um, and then my friend said, oh, come up, come up and do one of the, come up and do a trail race for me. Um, and I was like, yeah, that'd be great. And it was the coldest, wettest, most long half marathon that I've ever done in my life. You're selling it well. <laughs> and at one point, I was I just climbed back up Penavan, and I got around the corner, and the wind had stopped. And I, I remember going, oh, my God, I am so cold. It's unreal. And I'd carried from my, you know, from my college days and my DAV, a heat pa- a hand warming pack in my ha- in my bag, and I got it out for the first time ever. <laughs> I went, oh, I got to get off this mountain. It's so cold, but it's that it's that being outdoors, it's being in the in the elements, it's seeing what you can do. And I wanted to see how far I could go. Then I was like, well, it's not about timing for me. 
And then somebody said about an ultra race and he said, you get checkpoints. And I was like, what? So you could just walk up the hills and then eat at all the yeah. checkpoints and keep going. And I was like, oh, that sounds amazing. Let's give that a go. <laughs> and I progressed and I was like, oh, well, how far could I actually go? You know, how far can I run? Um, and we did a couple of local race. Uh, we did a couple of races in Wales um, and North Wales. And I loved the atmosphere of the ultra running community. Whereas like you'd meet up the night before, we stayed in a school for one of the races I did, you know, everybody's there chatting and, and, and having breakfast together and then off and everybody seems to look out for each other on the trail, you know, shout you're going the wrong way. I don't feel you get that on road races and everybody's like, my time, my watch is beeping, I gotta speed up or you know, I'm going too fast. And it's it's quite regimented in that sense in terms of road running if you're if you're in the main pack whereas the the trail running you know we had guys running and they run in together the first three were running together and having a chat all the way to the bottom of the you know the race is on then mind at the bottom of penavan then the race begins for them but yeah afterwards everybody stays around you know tea and cake and stuff and everybody's chatting about how good the weather was and how windy it was on top but how different it was in the valleys and and this it's that more of community feel, and that's what we try to promote with our races and with the stuff that we do weekly. You know, we, we try and lead a couple of runs um, once a week, and then we'll do some longer ones on the weekend now because it got a bit darker. But being outside, being off away from the cars, and yes, you're right, it has its challenges. I, I rolled my ankle myself and tore a tendon, you know, back in August, and I've been out pretty much ever since until the last couple of weeks. and. And it is, you know, but it's more of a workout as well. There's more, you know, I'm ducking under trees, getting stuck in the mud, going through streams. Well, as Joe said, wading through rivers, as she was last <laughs> week and ours, that's it. It was, it was a path, by the way, it wasn't it, a river. It's not an official <laughs> river. It's a path. We have something that, that we call in our off-the-tarmac group. It's called a John path, in inverted commas, because it's never actually a path. It may be on the map, <laughs> but it'd be very, very hard to make out a John path. So, yeah. I love it. There's probably lots of jump paths around here as well that I've accidentally yeah. found myself on. I think I've no idea where I'm going here at all. At no. all. It's, it's a whole different world, isn't it? You know, you, you sort of mention it there um, with regards to the, 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 the terrain and that almost like that community feel and, you know, the weather elements and everything. And it, there is a difference. Uh, it's funny what you mentioned about, you know, you use the word regimented. John, talking about, you know, kind of like the road racing stuff. And, and you know, of course, not to knock that, but I get that. And I'm 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 sort of it's funny because I almost have this like internal battle sometimes. Like I'm I feel like I've got a foot in both camps, if that makes sense. And that's OK, of course, you can do some road running and trail running and whatnot. But I'm sort of striving to achieve certain time still and personal goals and in, in, in road races, you know, marathons, sort of big, big, big distances. But yeah, I actually my, my love, my true love, training wise, is is can't is is off road. So like this weekend's a good example of that. Just gone. I'm tr- I'm training for Valencia Marathon. So this is in December. So three weeks now. So this was kind of like the last big long run at the weekend. My girlfriend's studying, like 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 yourself, Joni. You're uh, mental health nursing, isn't it? You're doing, which is amazing. So my girlfriend's um, studying anesthesia. She's a vet, and she's looking. Uh, so she's at home doing all the exams and stuff. And I, well, so I've lost my training partner. It's like, right, I'm just gonna. What can I do to inspire myself? I'm gonna get off road. It's like, oh, well, actually, no, I probably need to do a road run because obviously I've got Valencia coming up, and it makes it more purposeful and blah blah blah. So I'm sort of having this. I often have this bit of a fight, and I'm kind of ready not to wish your life away, but to get Valencia done. So that then I can start to do a little bit more of what 
I want to do training wise rather than what I feel I should do. Does does that make some sense? I think there's a lot of people that can relate to that as well, actually. Yeah, I think you so. Know. And I think and I think I think most people that we're around within the community start out that way. Like for me, so I found trail running after I had perhaps a year of trying to get the best time at half marathons, you know, and I kind of like exhausted all those things and I was just looking for something a little bit different and then I did a local run in Merthyr which had a section which was like three miles up and over the beacons and I was like oh my god there's people walking and eating going up why aren't I allowed to do that (laughs) how do I get involved in that and they were talking and the views were amazing and like it's I think it kind of it feeds back differently trail running i still see the value in road running as well we we road run you know because it's quicker it's easier to get done sometimes but for me the feedback on trail running in particular is like a meditation because sometimes on road runs i can think about the world and everything on it on a trail run sometimes i have to just constantly think about my where my feet are going because if i don't i could fall over or you know so it's about taking my mind to a different space then as well and it was a total change of the way that I viewed running and I think like Joe said in her podcast last week it lit lit a fire again for me then it got me really really excited about different things and challenging myself in a completely different way much like you John isn't it it was more about distance and time on feet then and things so yeah we we're really really passionate about trail running in particular and yeah, I just, I think everybody should give it a go. It, it can help as well, because when I found, when I was training for longer distances, I would do all my longer runs off on a trail with a bag. And then when I did a couple of road races without the bag and with that on tarmac, my times came down so quickly. It was, uh, but you still have to have that consistency, right? I was consistently training, but I was carrying a bag with just some, basic stuff in it and, and some food if i'm honest <laughs> gotta eat you've got a few i really like that actually that that makes perfect sense to me and it, it kind of takes me back to my mountain biking days and I, I was i never did it like hugely but as a kid you know kind of growing up i suppose getting out there in the off-road and i'm from derbyshire originally so we've got you know we've got some amazing off-road in kind of like the peak district but we always used to sort of talk that when you when you do mountain biking and then you jump on a road bike it transfers really well across like that kind of you know the just the the fitness the development but it doesn't work as well going the other way i mean there are benefits but it doesn't work quite as well it's like with running off road versus running on road like you say john you know you've got the pack on and you, you you've got coordination involved a little bit of agility potentially as well balance you know all those different skills that you need when you're running off road obviously depending on how severe the terrain is but then when you get on the road and you've not got your pack on anymore and you're on a perfectly nice surface it's just it makes such a difference it really works i totally get that and i love what you say Joni, about you know pick, mentioning joe's chat that we had with her last week and talking about relighting that fire and challenge and I think and I really really believe this as well as a coach and I I try to talk to a lot of people about this including myself by the way bit of self-talk that we choose our challenge so if we want to be clock watching and looking at the watch every five seconds and and you know, quick check the watch when I pass a mile marker in a race am I I in sync you know all that sort of stuff Fine, you choose that. If you're choosing to race an off-road or a road run or whatever you're looking at doing, you can choose that. And and you don't have to continue down the path that you set out 
on when you first started running. Things change, you know. We All of a sudden, something else is relighting our fire now, floating our boat that didn't used to. Maybe, you know, people get involved for the first time, like Joe, in one of your events off the time. I can, and all of a sudden, it's like, wow, this is, this is me. And I'm going to set myself a bit of a challenge here. So I really do like that. And you know, you're talking about running off-road as well, Joni, and like being like thinking about your foot placement. Is that you're totally engaged, aren't you, off-road? Yeah. Do you totally know what I mean? Missed. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You, you kind of got to as well, haven't you? You got to be. Sure. It, like it depends on where you where you are. The more technical things, like I, I can on our ultra there's parts where they would be able to have a chat and run you know along fire roads but then there's other bits where they are literally wading through streams and navigating steep descents and you you have to be switched on physically and mentally and it can be exhausting but exhilarating as well you know and I don't know where that is different isn't it as well when you're out on the trails and things can change ever so quickly and it's just being prepared um for those type of things and like for me it was lucky that I had John because he kind of knew what to take with me and he knew how to read a map I can't even read a map if I'm honest I just follow John and if everything goes quiet then I know we're lost (laughs) 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 just checking where we are yeah he's just checking where we are which means we're lost usually it's It's another John path (laughs) yeah that's another John path but he's just checking um but yeah it's about and I, I think that's what we wanted for off the tarmac for our social running type of thing is a place where people could feel like they could go to try it and have that network of not having to have the nav or have the stuff with them like we carry the kit when we go out you know for for everybody so we've got stuff there to keep people safe yeah we got the first aid kit the baby blanket you know the warm jacket the the basic stuff that we take with us where whenever we go off trail as well you know, a little bit of emergency rations in terms of some chocolate always and food like that. always food <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and we know where we're going and the routes are planned so we know between us if we're either both on it or, or if we're not we know where everybody is and we'll make sure they're safe just to because of our love of being outdoors and again and being away from it all right, we're lucky. We can be within the national park within a mile and a bit, and then it's just trail and views, or or no views. Or no views, depending. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, and we know the routes, but we still we still check. We still you know if anything is new for us that we haven't done, we'll go and wreck it before we take anybody else on it. And it's just that break to give them a chance to come and see the trails. And you know, we've had people locally to us that have said. I didn't even know this path was here, and I walk this way. Oh, I've lived here for 20 years, and I didn't even know these trails existed. And that's exactly how I felt when I first started trail running, and road running, actually, as well. Road running took me places, trying to circle up and make my mileage. I used to go anywhere to get my mileage on the dot. But, yeah, trail running, I think, is, like, taking so many people to different places that's on their doorstep. So it's... um, it's something that we we really like to share with other people if we can to get them outdoors and engaged in those type of things it's good to be curious isn't it because i think that helps you explore and uncover these new routes or they might not be new but new to you you know you're not really Mm. sure where you're going and of course you've got that other element of the 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 more that they are used the the better condition you know and less sort of john pass they are (laughs) i love (laughs) that this is an actual thing though this is that's a thing it's absolutely it's a thing yeah because for part of the ultra there was um, a path closure and they had to detour sorry detour part of the taft trail which is there 
But between the farmer's fence with the barbed wire on the top to keep the animals in and the forest and the bracken in the middle, which was above my head, I'm five foot 11. I was like, ah, oh, this is not really, well, this is a great path for people to come down. <laughs> and I was loving it, but we did find another way. Because <laughs> I get, I get. Um, he gets a little bit carried away, John. So uh, whenever we are routes, like John, I would say is our mastermind between planning the routes. Because as I mentioned earlier, he, he, he's better at reading maps and he's better at knowledge of the area because he's been doing it longer than I. But John is also very brutal. So if there's a hill or a climb that can be chucked in in the most inconvenient point, John will make sure it's in there. And he's, he's got people back. <laughs> He'll find it. He'll find it. I this know. is good. Yeah, I'm getting an understanding it. of your personality and the way you work, John, and what what makes you tick. This is good that we get to know, I guess. We keep things real on the show, as I mentioned. This is good. John, as a coach, you know, the people you're helping and stuff, do, what, what what sort of mistakes do you see people make when it comes to, to trail running? I mean, are there, some, are there some obvious things when I sort of pose that question where you think, well, actually, you know, people could change this. I think that would really help their their experience or their, their love or you know they'll stay safer what are your thoughts on that i think one of the hardest things for especially not just trail but longer distance and, and even marathon training to a certain extent is fueling um some of the guys that we've coached through ultras we're we're like right we just wanted to go out really slow but you've got to eat every so often every like hour or every couple of miles and they come back and they're like, oh, I didn't eat. I didn't, I didn't fancy it. And we're like, this is where you're either going to be a mess at a checkpoint or you're going to be little snacks and then keeping going and keeping going. Because fuel, uh, and again, even if you want faster times, you've got to fuel right, right? Mm, yeah. Um, no matter what. And I think that's not just on the trail, but for for a trail and navigation you know the better your nav is the the easier and quicker it is especially on some of the races that don't have as many markings or uh, the gpx goes down when you're in the middle of the race but fuel in general i think is one of the most overlooked especially for the longer ones as i said training with and eating at the same time so it's not just race day or the big event that you're doing you've got to get used to going on your longer runs with a breakfast that works for you with some snacks that work for you because you know it, it all tastes different the further in you get and some stuff that agrees with me might not agree with you you know and you could be sick off it the same with gels right gels uh, everybody's different with the gels I, I don't take gels anymore because they weren't agreeing with me and I went to more flapjacky stuff and granola and uh, and real real foods rather than that but I've seen people run 100 miles on just gels and uh, and fuel that way and it works for them but you've got to test it you've got to find out yeah. you've definitely got to test it and I think uh, for difficult me, isn't it, it, isn't it? Mm. yeah and I think for me the other general mistake and I think again it could be with road running or trail running is trying to do too much too soon when you do have that fire lit everybody's like right let's just get cracking because you're really enjoying it and you you got you know you're really really motivated so then you'll go from running four miles on the trail to trying to run a marathon for example and it's it has to be a graduated thing for all of you to build up the strength and and it's not just strength as in your legs but like we've mentioned you can come, you can strengthen your ankles by going on different trail and you know getting strength that way and things and i think it's, it has to be gradual and yeah that could be that could be difficult kind of john yeah <laughs> it can that, that's there's two massive areas that you've mentioned there. I mean, that's our, they're, they're podcasting themselves, aren't they? You know, talking about nutrition. 
Like that is uh, it's so important. And do you know, it's funny because listening to you when you're saying that, like it popped in my head. It's other areas of life as well where nutrition can fall down. And what I mean by that is the classic one when people are working from home, super busy, they're engaged in something, you know, maybe yourself with, with your work, Joni, and you're really engaged, you know, and you forget to drink or, you, you know, hours have gone and you haven't eaten. Now, OK, the energy cost is different, isn't it, compared to being out in the hills and in Wales or wherever running. But it's ve- it shows it's very easy for it to just be a kind of thing, you know, in the back of your mind. But testing it, which is what you're saying, John, and making it a conscious thing, it must be difficult. Like, and I'm talking as a, I suppose, as a roadrunner predominantly, to, certainly in terms of like racing and recently, it must be difficult when it comes to the off-road because the terrain can be so varied. So how how would you do that, John? Or how would you advise somebody does that? Do you know what I mean? So, for example, if I'm doing a long run and it's a road run, I will say, right, I'm going to take, you know, a gel, for example, every 30 minutes or whatever it might be, you know, certainly in a race. Would you would you work on time when you're off-road or would you go more on feel, gut feel, what how, mileage? What? How would you... Yeah, sometimes time, but the, the way I've done it and this has worked for me is when I have a hill especially the ultra stuff I've gone I'm going to eat and fuel up the hill and then a little bit of easier recovery because I walk right I walk up the hills I'm not I'm not that fast at all and I haven't got or I choose not to run the hills all the time so I'll walk up a hill but we've had it with the people that we've coached as well that you know pick a hill just eat something and try and try and eat something and and gradually progress it because if you walk up the hills and then you've got that nice, easy flat or downhill afterwards, it's a bit easier to maintain and to digest rather than trying to run downhill, which is technical, and try and stuff your face with a banana or you know half a sandwich or something and then drink at the same time. <laughs> well, well, hurtling down a mountain is not, <laughs> it's not the best time. So normally, <laughs> normally we get them to do it via via the hills when they you know take a break walk up the hill uh, as we've said trail is more of an all-rounded workout because you're not just putting your foot in front of another you're twisting around paths you're going under trees or over roots or having a little bit of fun through the streams and stuff like that so it does take it a bit more out of you in that sense so walk in one because it's an easier foot placement and then two it, it slows you down a little bit is when we we've told people to yeah. to try it and it is trial and error and it's so individual isn't it so mm. it, i think it, it but it's about getting people to try because they're so frightened to like for me i take a ham and cheese bagel on longer runs and i split it up because that works for me and ready salted crisps because i feel i get the replacement um of salt that way um, like I've known people who literally will take like a sachet of salt just to replace their salts and wow. things. So it, yeah, so it's, it's 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 whatever I think works. But it's about trying and realizing that it's so so important. As like we've mentioned with the longer ones in particular to keep your fuel up. Like you could be out, can you, for seven eight hours, you know, on a thirty mile trail race. So that's a full day's worth of nutrition that you need to consider. But I think people just think. Oh, I'll uh, I'll manage on half a Mars bar. It'll be fine. <laughs> and sometimes that isn't isn't enough. So it is a trial and tricky. error thing, definitely. Tricky. Yeah, it is. It's tricky. just being a, you. You want to be ahead of hunger and thirst as well, don't you? Just slightly ahead, so you're not. Oh, now I'm hungry. Oh, now I'm you know thirsty. You don't want to miss that moment because, of course, when you do consume, hydrate, 
or, or take on food, you don't you're not instantly hit with energy. You know, obviously some foods process quicker than others, but it's not immediate. So you've still got that whole kind of right. It needs my body now needs to convert this into energy. So it's what you're saying there, John, about a bit of a you've got to be a bit strategic with it when you're off road as well. You know, you don't want to be taking on food and drink and all this kind of stuff when you're uh, technical descent. It might make an entertaining TikTok video, but it's probably not <laughs> going to do you much much for your trail running ability. So I I, I totally totally get that. I, I don't need the, any but, distractions uh, to fall either. So you uh, don't need any distractions. <laughs> no, you don't. Guaranteed to fall, yeah, guaranteed. Uh, uh, by the way, Joni, you, you, sorry, you, Joni, no, you fine. almost had Pete on on board there. So Pete, if you don't know, is a non-running guy producer of the show, and I saw him come alive when you you, you spoke about. Oh, some people actually take sachets of salt. With them. <laughs> you got Pete's attention as long as he could bring tequila and a slice of lime. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure he would come along to one of your events. I'm sure he would. Tequila, slice of lime, and walking up the hill sounds perfect. Uh, and See, honestly, yeah. <laughs> not to mention bagels. Who doesn't love a bagel? <laughs> Although they are very, very Promise dangerous you. when it comes to cutting them, slicing them. So you've got to be careful. Yeah, I have acquired injuries. Yeah, dangerous, dangerous world. world yeah. Keep your finger well away from the hole. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> One of the best meals I had, Pete, was um, I had fish and chips at a pub once during a five-day race. It was lunchtime. And um, I didn't fancy what I put in my bag. <laughs> and I was, there was, and there was a stop for it. It was on the coastal pass. We stopped, and there, there were people, a couple of people there were eating outside. The sun was nice, and I was like, oh, I'll have fish and chips before I crack on you. Yeah. I did want to stay mine for a little bit longer, but no, I had to. <laughs> but yeah, fish and chips. Do you know the only bit that you mentioned there, John, that I didn't like the sound of was the five day race? Yeah. <laughs> That's the only bit. <laughs> <laughs> I might I might adopt that technique for Valencia. I'm not sure it'll work <laughs> no. so well, mile twenty. Do you know what I could go with now? I could go I could just murder some Spanish fish and chips. I'm, I'm going for it. I'm going for it. See what happens. I love it. And I really like what you said, Joni, when you're talking about, you know, what what mistakes do you see people make? Just holding back a little bit. When you're so up for something, you're like, oh, come on, this is just I want more of this because it's making me feel good or I can see my fitness increasing or I feel better when I get back mentally. I'm less stressed, you know, all those things. How, how do you think people, what can people do to hold themselves back? How, how would you hold yourself back, Joanie? Because it's hard, isn't it's it? Very, it's very, very hard. hard. Yeah, very hard. And uh, to be honest, it's something that I still have to practice myself individually, especially if I'm feeling that um, motivated or I'm in that zone in the minute. But I think the way that I try and do is set myself like mini challenges in between that perhaps aren't as... Because straight away, for me personally, it goes for distance. So I, w- I want to run longer. I want to be out there more. And that necessarily doesn't equate brilliant for me to stay injury-free because if I do too much too soon, I pick up nickels. So it's about, for me then, setting little challenges. So I'll do hillier, shorter routes. Or I'll try and do a faster time over a shorter distance. And it's just... Trying to rein my trying being the operative word because it's very very difficult. But just trying to rein myself in that way really to keep it centred. Um, but yeah, when you're in the moment, it's, it's really really difficult. You just want to be signing up for everything and and going. Oh, isn't it? I mean, the amount of my runners that say that's it, never doing a marathon again, for example, and then the following day it's like actually. <laughs> I've, I've kind of accidentally almost, well, I have, I've signed up, I've signed up for next year. All right, okay. Well, it was an early bird offer and he emailed me and it's their fault. Right, okay, yeah, let's pass the book. It's, it's those pesky event organisers. 
Listen, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today in the comfort of your uh, of John's truck. Uh, what, what are you up to for the rest of the day? You should be working, shouldn't you, Joni? Yeah. You, you sneaked out a little bit. I have. I've sneaked out on lunch, so I'm going to go back yeah. in now. Yeah. Good. Good stuff. And and you yeah, don't have any more events lined up for this year, but what are you looking towards next year? What's the first one on the calendar? It's going to be the marathon, isn't it? Yeah. So um, a marathon, I'd say, is harder than a 30-mile ultra because it's one of those routes that John actually put a really horrible climbing at mile 22 this is what i mean this is how of course he did yeah. he has a, of course he did mm. I, i'm learning this about yeah. john there's a habit of doing we this. had a poll well on, if you fancy we had a poll on facebook about what to call that hill and that shan't be repeated what's the name come back, <laughs> came back. <laughs> well if you fancy experiencing that uh, that hill for yourself then you can go and check it out off the tarmac.co.uk we'll link your website in the show notes page by the way i love i love the phrase that you've got on your website, pain will pass, pride will last. How true is that? 100%. Guys, it's been a pleasure chatting to you today. Have a great rest of the week. Catch up soon. Thank you. Cheers, both. Thank you very much. Bye. Running with Jake, the podcast. So anyway, in other important news, have you booked somewhere for food Thursday night? Thursday night? You're not cooking, are you? No, yeah, I'm when I come no, up, I'm, not... I'm, I'm coming up Thursday. We've had this chat. Mm. I sent you a message. No, I, I know, yeah. I'm, I'm not cooking mm. because the only thing I can cook really, really, really well is stew. And I did that um, earlier on this week, which means all we've been doing is eating stew. So, no, that will be gone by Thursday. So, I have booked okay. somewhere. Yeah, I've booked the, uh, booked the Bluebell. Really nice, really nice pub. So, yeah, nice beer. The Bluebell? Yeah. The Bluebell is a fantastic place. I've not been for years. That is, that is good. I'll tell you something. That's going to bring back some serious memories for me because that's at the top of the Chevin, isn't it? That's that nice little place. There's a the some Chevin. classic running routes around What's there. What's the che- I don't know. The Chevin, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't do street names. I don't do play. I don't know. It's just the Bluebell to me. Well, it's not a street name. They just call it the Chevin. Is the Chevin a thing? Chevin's a thing, isn't it? I don't it? know. Why the- I don't what know is what a Chevin? It is. It's- I don't know. It's like the golf course there. Is, it- is the golf course the Chevin? I don't know. What golf course? What bloody golf course? I don't know. It's in Kirk Langley. I don't know. It's just the Bluebell at Kirk Langley. It's near Cat's Protection Place, isn't it? Just up the road. Look, I appreciate this is so irrelevant to the 99.9% of people listening to this show right now, but I really need yeah. to know where we've we're going. We've got Jeff, the guy from I New like York, check going, out the... what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> What's that? He's probably answering the question, actually. I know what a Chevin is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think a Chevin, is that not part, like, a shape of land or something? But the point is that the pub is just up the road. I know where it is. Becky's taking us. She's going to pick us up. No problem. Jake? <laughs> what are you doing? I just are you I researching? To, uh, sorry, are you what are you researching? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, what's a Chevin? Hang on, uh, hang on. I need to open the cupboard door because it's not no like signal. a hill or a oh, or a on. cliff a or something. Is it a cliff? <laughs> is it a cliff? <laughs> a Chevin? Yeah. Is a chub fish? Right. Well, look, I can categorically say there are no chub fish near this pub that we're going to. But I do know where it is. And more importantly, Becky knows where it is because she's the one who's taking us and picking us up again. Great. Well, kudos to your wife. I have no idea where I'm going. (laughs) Uh, I hope I'm back in time for next week's show. Right, let's take another one of your questions. It is time for Hashtag Ask Jake. Today's question comes from Dave, who listened to last week's show with our friend Joe Wilkinson, running coach, and he is interested in dipping his toe in the waters of trail running. He's not done it before. He fancies getting involved, no doubt, and hopefully he's picked up some tips from today's guests. But he wants to know what shoes he should wear. Which are the best shoes to wear when hitting the soft stuff? 
Dave, I think it's a great question. There's many factors to consider. But importantly, one of the most important things to note is the time of year. So coming into the back end of the year, if it's now that you're looking at getting involved in trail running, you're going to need a little bit of grip potentially as the ground is going to be wet underfoot, a little bit slippy, potentially quite muddy. And that can really help not only your balance and stability and grip, but it actually gives you some confidence as well, which is what you need, certainly when you're doing something new and especially when it's off-road. So maybe investing in a light pair of trail shoes. And what I mean by light is not the actual weight of the shoe necessarily, but how aggressive or not the grip is underneath the sole of the shoe. So you want something that is, is, is going to give you more grip than a standard road shoe, but it's still relatively forgiving. Meaning if you find yourself running little bits of road as well as off-road as part of this new trial run, then the shoes are equally happy with that as well. I hope that helps. Good luck with your new trail adventures. I'm sure you're going to love it. If you've got a question, then it's hashtag AskJake, or you can drop us an email at podcast at runningwithjake.com. The Chevin is the name given to the ridge on the south side of Wharfdale in Leeds, West Yorkshire, England. It's not in Leeds. It's it's not in Leeds. It's by the golf course. It's around Duffield. Overlooking the market town of Otley. I can categorically say that the pub that we're going to is not in West Yorkshire. It's just up the road. And it's not a fat fish. And it's not a fat fish. <laughs> Okay, I think, Jake, I think today we've learned some stuff, and that's good, isn't it? It is good, Pete. What an educational show today has been. I mean, to be honest, it's only us who have learned stuff, because every bugger else knew all of the stuff that we've just learned. And on that note, that brings us to the end, (laughs) thank God, of another episode of Running with Jake the Podcast, your weekly dose of running motivation. Uh, Have a good week of running. You know I care about that. Run safe, run well. Chevin, Urban Dictionary, a desperately docile juvenile male. We'll be back next week. Ciao, ciao. Oh, and one more thing. You don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. What's a Chevin?